broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge when you hear that sound you know you're on the purge pod welcome back to another edition of the purge pod today's episode is none other than what is it johnny brothers step brothers god this was going to be tough because we have this movie is all-time classic i remember seeing this movie in the theater when it came out (laughs) nearly pissing myself uh, so many good lines. It's hard to pick just one, and every time you watch it, there's always something a little mm-hmm. bit better, a little bit better about the movie. Yeah, from an award standpoint, it was hard um, picking awards that would make sense because some of the one-liners are great, but out of context, only funny to individuals that really saw Step Brothers. There are uh, just every other word in that movie is a is a one-liner. It's amazing. It's one of those movies that, like. I assume it's going to be like when our like when Ashton is like twelve, mm-hmm. or when he's fifteen, and he's like getting into these movies and allowed to watch these movies. It has to be similar to like when, like our parents were watching like Caddyshack or Stripes right. or any or like those types of movies, right. right? That has to be what what's going to be like. And like Bill Murray was a legend to our parents. Mm-hmm. Will Ferrell and. And John C. Ryder are absolute legends to us, and they're getting a little bit of a bit of taste of it right now. And it, it's just it, it's it will last forever. And these lines are so stupid and There's, so great. This movie, it's almost like every line is an intrusive thought. That the things like you're sitting in a boardroom and you want to make an inappropriate joke, and your brain throws that little one line at you, and you're like, "No, I can't say that right now. That's ridiculous." Like in the opening uh, credit goes, "This wedding's horseshit," and he's like walking out. Like the whole movie is just like unfiltered one lines like that. It's just so good. I smoke pot, pot with, with Johnny, Johnny Hopkins. Hopkins. Like just there's there's so many. Is that good enough for you? No, it's you not. Did not smoke pot with John. It, there's Hopkins. so many one lines just from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> John Hopkins. Me? Johnny Hopkins. Johnny Hopkins. So good. Plays that. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Let's do a let's do a quick uh, let's do a quick standings update. Sure. There there's a little there's been some movement since we last spoke. So as of right now, looking at the standings of this year, Donnie still has a hold on first, and Joe and Forrest have a are in last place. However, the standings of football are very telling of how this year is probably going to end up. Yeah, I completely agree. You're, you're starting to see on both ends kind of separation from the pack. Sam is on a tear right now. Five-game winning streak. Didn't Bought a little bit. Didn't break the bank buying. But now in football has sole control of first place with, what do we have, five weeks left until playoff starts? He goes... Three and two here, four and one. It looks like he'll be in a buy spot. And that would guarantee him third place, it looks like. Based off of Gerberts on a six-game losing streak on the other side of that. So they've really fallen off. Brad has gone, I think, two and three over the past five weeks. So he, he's dipping down. And, and Dark Horse, I've won two in a row after selling Chase and Waddle. 
but still I'd have to go four and one at this point to probably make it. You're what are you what are you, you're two games back right now? So mm-hmm. there's a pretty big separation of sixth and seventh. Joe and Forrest are five and four. Ham is five uh, or Ham mm-hmm. Porter, which is Brad and Ryan there, five and four, and you're at three and six. So there's gonna have to be a bit of a bit of adjustments there. Who let's look at the matchups this week. Oh, the giant killers were playing Sam first, so we'll see what mm-hmm. happens there. One second, my dog's <laughs> trying to get out. I can pick it up on that one. Yeah, you've got me playing Forrest this week. So that would almost guarantee the end of my run if Forrest beat me here. I'd be out. Yeah, you, you do have the giant killer matchup there. That Hold on. Hold, that's a, that's yeah. a huge matchup. You yeah, Forrest. You're predicted to win as of yeah, right now. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm getting a little lucky here. Forrest is running into a, a few injuries, which we'll get into, and bye weeks. So I, I've got a little bit of a, a head start going into it. And my team is just, it's starting to peak again. And we'll talk about that later as well. But if, if Forrest beats me this week, I'm, I'm officially dead. You get to seven losses and that's, you're out basically. It's true. But then you look at Sam and, or you look at Ryan and Brad, they're playing Donnie and they lose their right. five and five. So while they should feel comfortable mm-hmm. if you lose, it's, there's still a chance. And looking at the following week, you, you see some good matchups. Oh, you guys actually play each other uh, the following yeah. week. So there you go. In, we, in week 11. So if you win, they lose. And that becomes a big matchup in week mm-hmm. 11. So a lot of interesting things happening. On the flip side, it's looking pretty clear it's going to be between Tim and Josh and I for last yeah. place. That's an unfortunate truth that's probably your points for but not just your wins loss, but your points for in the bottom three. So that it's leaning that way. And it's going to come down to, it'd be great if year one was the football toilet bowl really decided the the who's going to play on the next trip. And I, honestly, I'm excited both ways. I'm excited. Maybe we'll get Tim on here next week and have him talk about if he lost, what would he plan? Where, where would his mind go for the event? That could be a good uh, precursor for, uh, for next week's pod. I love that. Tim, you're invited on next week. Let's hit you on. Looking at basketball really quick. Some quick shockers, I'll say. We we dealt with our first loss, which candidly by Tim was an ass kicking. You know, if you look at this, the stats, I think we ended up losing five four. But Tim's team went completely off. I think he had over a hundred threes. It was unbelievable. Where our team got, we were expecting. I know this is a amount of hubris <laughs> by us, but we were expecting to not lose the entire <laughs> year. That was that's the truth. And now we're dealing with De'Aaron Fox, and we're de- dealing with AD being hurt. Wow, shocking. Yeah, right. we talked about that just with your team in general, the the AD keeping him at $40. And look, I think he started off as the number one fantasy player. Yahoo does mess with stats. If you get blocks, you get ranked a lot higher in Yahoo's rankings than any other statistical category. But still, he was number one. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. The thing that I always look at, it's early mm-hmm. in the season, right? So you're, you're never going to know. But I always tend to look at the team stats and looking at the totals to have an idea of like sure. where we stand, where anybody stands, for example. And as if the week before, you can get a sense mm-hmm. of where teams are aligned. Like week one is week one. You never really know. If you look at some of these teams, you're, you're seeing that Sam's team is probably going to be at the bottom given yeah. where the totals are. At the top, you're assuming – Tim's team is going to be pretty good. Our like our teams are going to be pretty good. Zach's team will be middle mm-hmm. of the road. So it, it, still a lot to be seen. I think one thing we can agree on: there should never be a day without no, hoops. That was like horrible was on Tuesday this week. That was. I get people want to vote, but for the love of God, that's no one voting. Painful. Come on. 
There wasn't even that much news coverage over what happened. I put the news on, and it was like squirrels on jet skis. It wasn't even about the election day. It's ridiculous. It was a monkey riding a dog. Yeah, there's a, there wasn't a whole lot going on. So overall, in, in hoops, I think it's, again, it's still very early. It, what hurts this week is that there's one day of no hoops, so you have to make some mm-hmm. real decisions. So like teams that have early leads, there's a, a big advantage going into Shout out Chet Holgram for really saving my entire f- basketball team. Unbelievable. Er, yeah, early, er, early basketball takeaways from what I've seen. And Wemby, like, there's obviously a ton of social media mm-hmm. stuff around this, but that is going to be such a fun race for Rookie of the Year, assuming they both stay healthy. I think an injury risk of both of them is realistic. Like, just look at their body types. Mm-hmm. Just the future LeBron then, Durant. Ooh, really good question. Yeah, these Probably, guys are freaks. I, I, I don't, so. I don't um, understand how they're that big and can can move the way they do. It, it's it's unbelievable. The Warriors are so much better without Chris Paul. That's another <laughs> yeah, takeaway. Yeah. Or with Chris Paul and without Jordan Poole, like it, it's a massive yep. upgrade, and their chemistry is mm-hmm. incredible. The Mavericks is being six and one. I think it's fraudulent. We'll get to them a little bit, a little bit later, and then the kind of underwhelmed by, um, underwhelmed by the Scoot Henderson pick. He has not been anywhere near what I thought no. he'd be. No, in fact, I, I think the, the Thompson brothers look a lot better than Scoot. Both of them are. And the, the problem is the Thompson brother in Houston doesn't get a lot of run because they play Dylan Brooks for unknown reasons. But Asar got a immediate uh, chance because Bogdanovich went down for the first four weeks of the season and the kid falling out. It's, it's pretty, I think he had a stat line. I sent to Muster because we were talking about the Twins. And I think the stat line was he had four blocks, four steals, four assists, eight rebounds, and hit three threes. I'm like, yeah, this guy, this kid's pretty good. There, There's two teams that I would want to buy stock in right now, one of which is OKC, yeah. obviously. Like, they are super young, and they're athletic, and they're going to be competitive. And then the other is the Pistons. The Pistons are... They played the Warriors the other day, so I got to watch it. They are so fun and competitive. Mm-hmm. They're just not at the point where they're used no. to winning. Cade Cunningham looks incredible. Thompson looks incredible. Duran looks great. Marcus Sasser, another rookie of theirs, looks really yep. good as well. I'm, I would buy stock in them. I, I really believe that they're going to be, like, give it, like, two, three years. They're going to be a, if, uh, a real contender. They fumble the bag with the Killian Hayes pick, who I thought was going to be good, too. But he's just mm-hmm. really not panned out. That's, like, the only bad move that they've made. In, in a while. And he's finding he run and he's finding he run. So I'm not there. So there, there's a trade that I want to throw oh. your way, Johnny. You know me. I'm always sticking trade for the Warriors, oh, especially. Um, there. We all know, like, I'm not the biggest Kaminga fan. I don't think it's any secret. I hated the pick yeah. when they made it. I wanted them to draft Franz Wagner. I was very adamant about this and I couldn't believe that they traded for a, a mm-hmm. project and a team that needed to win yeah. right away. The Moody pick I got that it made more sense. He was an older player. Great. Right now, Giddy is not playing well on OKC. Yeah. And he's having trouble fitting in with the Thunder, with Chet being there, and SGA having a massive role within the organization. He's just not the same player as he was last year. It's yeah. two weeks, so who knows. But he was an amazing borderline all-star player last year. And this year, everyone thought he'd be a jump, like a, almost mm-hmm. like a for sure. And it hasn't been like that. His PER is like really low. It's actually lower than Kaminga's. I think, and their, their salaries match, if I'm the Warriors and Kaminga's 
stock continues to be what it is and and Giddy's not playing well and not fitting, if I'm the Warriors, I'm offering a one, maybe even a two for Giddy and and giving away. Yeah, I think if you start at that one, it's an interesting move, right? Maybe OKC is waffling a bit there. And then they're like, fine, we'll throw in the two as well. That probably gets it done immediately. So what do you, you run him in the second unit then, or you start him with Giddy? I would run him at that point. I, I think you'd run mm-hmm. him in the second unit, and then you have two. Like he could run mm-hmm. with Steph. He could be it's another mm-hmm. ball handler. He's mm-hmm. a big body. He can run pick and roll with Sarge. He can run pick and roll with Steph. He can run pick. He, like he would be a Haven't perfect enough. fit. Is his he's defense six, like yeah. up? Could he play on ball guard D well for them? Okay. He can. He's a he's a, he's a, he's a above okay. average defender. It's not his strong right. suit by any means, but he's an incredible passer, and he gets to a spot and he can make it. He, he can make it when he gets to a spot. He's a, he can run an offense. He would be a very good fit with with the Warriors. And the thing is, the salaries match. Presti, if he's mm-hmm. going to trade him, like they're under the they're under the cap too. Presti could trade Giddy and two first for a star that right. becomes available if he wanted to. But you could do the same thing if he acquires Kaminga mm-hmm. and another pick. Now he could trade three first and Kaminga and maybe somebody else for a huge star next year when they're trying to win it all. Is there a point for OKC when they're like, we have all the picks, we don't need more? At some point, or they're like, With Presti, no, he just wants all so. he li- the assets, well, basically. Well, you run into an issue if you have too many players that can play. You run into an issue of what the Lakers are right, right now, right? Like they... The roster is good, but all of them are serviceable and can play. And you're, and I think they're three and four mm-hmm. at the moment. I don't know what's going to happen tonight. There's no, no AD, but like, eventually, like, they're going to have to iron out what their what their lineup is going to yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's part of it too. With that group, that you're going to be resting some of those guys, more veterans on that team. That it, my that's the same concern. I, I think I brought it up with the Clippers. Like, you get these veteran teams where these guys rest so much that when you get in the playoff mode. They don't have a ton of chemistry together. Not LeBron and AD, but the rest of their role players they brought in. I think that that becomes a problem for them. Because I really like their squad this year. I think they've got a very good team, especially for the playoffs. The Lakers should be in a good spot. Another team that's, that would be on the giddy watch would be Memphis. Memphis started Ooh. off really slow. I think they could use another ball handler. He would be a good fit with, with them, I think, as well. And they're starting really yeah. poorly. <clears throat> Let's get... Some thoughts on the in-season tournament. This is the first year it's happened. Johnny, did you know all the rules of the mid-season tournament? No, I, and how I think I asked you guys to explain it to me twice because I really was having a hard time understanding incentives, why certain teams care about it. Do the games count for regular season? Do they not? But you, you guys, I think, brought me up to speed good. But why, why don't you give a full breakdown here for our listeners? I was pro the idea for a while. There was This idea has been in the realm. There's two changes that I would have made to the NBA a long time ago. One was an in-season tournament, and two, making the playoffs World Cup style every year. Mm-hmm. And or like a relegation if there was like a G League team or something. But they would need a lot more expansion. The way this works is there's going to be... Everyone asks, are there going to be additional games? Because that's what happens in the mm-hmm. Premier League. There is additional games that count toward that particular tournament. This year, it's not. And I think the way that they're going to be signifying these games that count towards the play-in tournament, or not the play-in tournament, excuse me, the in-season tournament, is going to be like they're wearing special jerseys or special floor, which we yep. saw last week. So I think I didn't know they were designating particular days for that, but that makes it a lot easier yep. to follow as well. And so there's group, there's everybody's in groups. And depending on how you do in a group, you would advance. And every game is going to count towards regular season record. With the exception when it comes to December 7th and 9th, a Thursday and a Saturday, 
which there is a semifinal and that there is going to be, and I believe it's a semifinal and a final, and those are going to be additional game for those players. And the winning team, each player, I think it's like either 500 or a million dollars to the for winning it. So that's what their incentive is okay. right now. You and I actually had some cool back and forth about what they should be doing for incentive. Like something like you're automatically eligible to be to get a contract as, as if you were in like first NBA. So if you are if you were yeah. a team NBA player. I, I, I like that because the, the the money it matters to your core players, right? And if you're at a minimum or if you're a rookie, it's not nothing to slash half a million dollars is nuts. And even two hundred K is nuts. But if you're a Steph a LeBron, like a big all-star that's making tens of millions a season. And kind of later on, these guys are good. They want to do right by their team. They want to make their teammates happy. But if you want to really incentivize a star, let's say a Jimmy Butler in Miami to really care. Not that Jimmy's got a chip always, but yeah, okay. If you guys win this tournament, your entire roster would be eligible for a Supermax. Okay. Now, you, now you've got everyone caring about it because... It changes their overall pay structure. And teams don't have to offer them Supermax, but it just allows that team to, hey, we won the interesting tournament. I can keep these guys now because I can give them a Supermax. Or like the next mm-hmm. year, or like for yeah. the next year only, there's their heavy like yeah. cap relief, yeah. for example. Yep. Or maybe like it guarantees you, like you get like, if you make mm-hmm. it to the playoffs, then you get, like all games yeah. at home or something. There's got to be like yeah. something like really incentive. The money, I get it, but Steph makes exactly this year. exactly like if I yeah, like, point you're like I, I'm like, if I'm a little banged up, I'm not really going to go out there for 500k. But if it's I could not that Steph wouldn't get another supermax, but if but if he didn't make all NBA somehow, which let's be honest, only 15 guys make it right, or is it yeah, it's 15 guys. That's 15, that's a 15, short yeah. list, and every year there's a guy who gets snubbed that has a great year that should have been all NBA and he's not. That I think that'd be a big incentive. Doesn't cost the league anything. Just opens up player eligibility. If a team wants to go out there and supermax somebody, I, th- I think the big question is going to be about the incentive yeah. and how they're going to change yeah. this going forward. I think mm-hmm. it will change, Tim, because I think the biggest fear is like you see the All Star game. Right. And they don't give a shit. What can they do to make this count? They've done. They did. They've done a good job of making sure mm-hmm. like the games are counting towards mm-hmm. the regular season, so they're not like additional games and there's no risk of injury. But I think. I like it overall. More and hoops this is eventually going to lead to them replacing the All-Star game. They'll keep the fun events, three-point contest, dunk contest, things like that. But I think long-term, this is going to be a move where the All-Star game is so bad and no one cares that you're going to see this become like the marquee game. The championship will be played on All-Star weekend for that. And and then maybe they get a little bit of a longer break on the back end to, to do it. Um, the All-Star game is a joke. Plain and simple. There, there's, I don't even know. You can name all stars great, but do something mm-hmm. different. Give the guys yeah. a break. Do something. I don't know. It's Rob and I have been talking about for a long time. There should be a game of yeah. knockout where each team submits Phenomenal. one player from the three point line, and it's just. That, and then you get this, and there you get to see them. I've, I've actually, when I was a kid, I used to play full mm-hmm. court knockout where half would go on one side, half would go on the other. You make yeah. it have to go the other one. That That'd would be, be fun to see. Or, these or guys, do what, what the NFL started doing and just. Have them do other stuff. Have them do dodgeball. Like people just want to see their all stars, right? They want to see the NBA stars. They don't necessarily want to see them play a game where everyone scores two hundred points. They half the guys no. don't even want to go. Like half, I think Donk, Luca was like he was happy like to be hurt because he right. wasn't going to show right. up. He's whatever. I'm not going to go. I'm on a vacation right. for five days or and whatever. You got to find yeah, a way to make kinda, it fun. That's how it goes. And and I think the in season tournament's doing a good job. But you actually had a a good question for me on this one, and I, and I wanted since you brought it up first, I want to know what you think. 
how could we incorporate an in-season tournament into Purge? So did you have any thoughts on this? Because when you brought it up, it took me about a day, maybe, to think about it. But I, I think I have one. I don't. I was thinking like how we can do some sort of mm-hmm. round robin if we split mm-hmm. the league in half, like five teams and five teams, not mm-hmm. necessarily divisions, but like we know that we're in a division, but not necessarily in how Yahoo's constructed. I really couldn't come up with that idea because it would take too much scheduling, like manipulation to do like some I round can robin worry thing, about and that. it got and I just my mind don't, started. Don't worry about that. Yeah. I, I yeah. can figure out our schedule. So what, you clearly have an idea. So I want to hear what you have. I think the biggest risk in our league right now, and we've been talking about it, is the fear of. Losing doesn't really have an impact yet because planning a trip where we all hang out will suck because dealing with us in a trip basis is challenging for scheduling and what people want to do and and that's part of it. But if we made the games so that we tied it to maybe not a group that you're with, but how you perform in playoffs necessarily, that then even if you're in a consolation matchup, it ties in there for the maybe a separate pot of money. That's our in-season tournament play, which is solely just how you performed in the playoffs. And because we can't add on any extra games like the NBA does. We don't have that ability. We don't want people playing the last week of baseball and week 18 football. That's insane. But we could just set aside a pool of money make it so it ties somehow into playoff playing a little bit so that even if you're out in your consolation, that matchup still could have a separate payout depending on how you performed on the season in those situations could be entertaining. So, so you're saying whether you're in the playoffs mm-hmm. or not making sure like the matchups, the matchups yes. and, and, and not necessarily you're the person you're directly playing, but maybe we make it, a few factors that would differentiate it so that you you get in your matchup, your playoff record would be part of this in-season tournament. And the team with the highest number of playoff wins would be the ones that, that way you could be the 12 seed playing an eight or a 10 seed playing the seven, sorry, or 10 team league. And you win that, that goes to the separate pot of money that otherwise is a meaningless game for you. I, mm-hmm. There's something here. I, I, we'd have to figure out. It would be really cool to figure out a schedule that goes through from base from basketball all the way through mm-hmm. football. Where like we could, like the hard part would be like we would have. To, it would be really cool to like have the have basketball and baseball mm-hmm. be the setup for then what football then would eventually become like almost like the playoffs of like an in-season oh, yeah, tournament, for, sure. for example. Do you know what I mean? So, so the, the schedule of football is now dependent on how everybody yeah. performs in basketball and baseball. So we're flex now, scheduling. To say anything about both. Which we could easily do. Yeah, yeah, yeah like essentially, yeah. yeah, flex scheduling. Like maybe the second half of the football year based off like how everything oh. has gone. So like obviously... Yeah, so I mean, we could do some like manipulation there. It would take mm-hmm. a little bit of like scheduling. We'd have to do like mm-hmm. brackets, the whole thing. And, we could do that or whatnot. No, I am hesitant. I am hesitant to add in any additional like bonuses in here, given what happened with Brad and Sam. When Brad, I think, rightfully asked if there was a way or if we could think about if like you have a guy on your team who throws a perfect game, like you get a fifth. You get like you. Everyone puts in ten dollars, like, and and you get the money. And it Sam was an all-time rant from Sam up the top row, all-time right rant away. from Sam. 
And honestly, I don't think it was like that bad of an idea. If it's something that's like mm-hmm. super rare, like a perfect game or like a quadruple double or unassisted triple play or something, I don't know, like something that's like super, super rare that doesn't happen. And we just all put in like 10 bucks a year. Like just a year, I'm and it goes it. to that I person ca- who I has it. Come up a- with the four rarest events that can occur, and if you own that player, it's like a in perpetuity six pack bet. Everyone on the league owes you five bucks, and at the end of the year, when I collect dues, I just go, "Hey, there was five perfect games this year. Everyone had the chip in for those, and we just calculate those out. Just as a fun kicker." I think that's fun. I, I, I think if your guy if your guy throws a no hitter, yeah. like whatever that happens, like it's got to be yeah. like, really rare. Like it's got to be like something that like. Every year we mm-hmm. put the money in. If that doesn't happen, we double it up. We double it up. We double it up. And, We've you know, got to we, be able to find statistics, we, we, too, we, for scenarios across the three sports that, based on the percentage of chance to occur, are like very similar, right? So you can balance it out. And maybe that is a perfect game, a quadruple double with like blocks included, although with Wembiana and, and Chet, who knows, maybe. <laughs> and I don't know what that would be in football, maybe 300 receiving yards or something, but there's got or throwing for 500. Yeah, it have to be it have to be like it, it would have yeah. to be like five touchdowns yeah. by a player. There's got to be something right? where we can like, find those you know, statistics so. and balance it and just and maybe you just make it a would you like to participate in the side bet or not? You declare at the beginning of the year. No, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. Fuck Everyone's that. In. Fuck that. You're in or you're out. You're in or you're out. <laughs> Oh. No, yeah, you, that would be cool like, if you decide not to. Because I feel like not a, a lot of guys wouldn't declare. Clearly, Sam wouldn't declare. He goes, you want more but bonuses? Like that's fun, though. If you don't Sam. declare, you know for sure that year Sam's guy is going to throw the perfect game. 100%. And you're like, oh, fuck you. We don't owe you anything. You didn't declare. It'd be phenomenal. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, that, I think that'd be a good ad. We, we could put that in the votes that I don't keep track of. <laughs> in, in in season tournament, making and, and adding in some bonuses, I think it would be a cool little wrinkle. Um and I guess we technically could do the in-season tournament, but we might have to start mm-hmm. that next year. But we have to like, we have to get a pulse on what people. Yeah, and how we want to do? We want to take um, away from the main pot for that, and how do we take away from the main pot? Right. Uh, remember, we used to have there was a big debate over should the person in first place at the end of the regular season get anything, and that was a very close vote. We're due for some new votes. Maybe it's every two years we make a change instead of every year. I'm thinking that's probably a better yeah. route. And when we do the draft next year for, I'm assuming baseball, but maybe it's for football that we'll address. I, I think that's then. right because we had a, a tendency in the in the previous league that you would vote for something and then you'd vote again. So you would never get a chance to see how that vote really played out. One year is not a large enough sample size to, to have people adjust and then see how that plays out. And you don't normalize it. So... Naturally, we don't like change. No one likes change. It's frustrating. You have to account for new variables. So I think giving it two or three years of when we vote on things and what we really don't like is a good way to go to keep the league fresh, but not changing everything all the time. I, I think every yeah. two years is a great, which is mm-hmm. easy cadence and just yeah. keeping track of it and, and remembering why you wanted to vote for something. Because I think a lot of stuff is very sure. much see bias. Let's get into the awards. Johnny, lead us off here. What is the first award for Step I started a new thing that there will never be another award where I don't watch the movie again. If I haven't seen it the first time, last week, I got a lot of heat last week. I forgot to check. But I'd seen Step Brothers multiple times. You sure did. I still watched it again. The first award is This House is a Fucking Prison on Planet Bullshit. This house is a fucking prison on Planet Bullshit. In the galaxy of this sucks camel dick. And for me, there's a story that goes along with this, but it's the Pittsburgh Steelers for me. This team sucks. 
They're, they're, they're garbage. Their quarterback <laughs> sucks. Their running back sucks. Their wide receiver just took down all social media posts of him even being on the team because of how much the quarterback sucks for win. One, they're in the bottom nine in plus minus differential in the league, and they are five and three. And for those that weren't at the basketball draft or was it basketball? Oh, sorry, football draft. And or those that were too drunk to pay attention, we all know that our esteemed founding father, Jeremy Maui, is a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan, although he's never been to the state of Pennsylvania, I don't believe. He was very high on Pittsburgh this year, and I have a $100 bet with him standing that I didn't think Pittsburgh was going to finish in the top two in their division, and Hamaui does. Now, the bet is still extremely tight because somehow the Browns are 5-3 and three in this division, and the team that ruined my fantasy season, the Bengals look like they're the best team in the AFC again at 5-3. and three. So this bet's very much alive, but it shouldn't be. Pittsburgh's garbage. They're going to win again this week. They're playing Tennessee in Pittsburgh. They're going to win again this week. And I'm officially getting nervous about this team. <laughs> Watching you guys go back and forth is pretty funny. I definitely don't believe in this team. Like, I, I just, it's almost like last year's Keys, Oh, yeah. To be honest with you, they were just like in a lot of one score games, except this team is like horrible for the first three quarters and somehow pulled out of their ass in the last quarter. For me, it's more of the reason why I like this bet for you is I think they're the worst team in the division and I think the Bengals are, are mm-hmm. on the way up and up. And the Ravens have, the Ravens look like really good in the first half of the year. So, barring any industry, any mm-hmm. inju- injury, that I think I think you're going to be okay. It's the top two in the division. I I up. They played fine. Tennessee last week and won that bullshit game. They get Green Bay this week in Pittsburgh. And oh, this is, this is who they have left. Green Bay. Then they're at Cleveland. It's a toss-up. Then they're at the Bengals. They should yeah. get smacked in that game. Then they've got Arizona, New England, Indianapolis, Cincinnati mm. again, Seattle, and Baltimore. I'm like, other than the Bengals twice and the Ravens, those are all winnable games for this team. That that smells like nine and eight. That smells like yeah. nine and eight to me. Yeah, I just gotta hope. I just gotta hope here that somehow Deshaun Watson gets a hand job in the next month or something. I <laughs> what <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm I feel you on that. I'm going with the Dallas Mavericks. I'm going basketball on this one. They are six and one. <laughs> I'm just I'm very dubious that they're have one of the best records in the NBA. Obviously, they have an amazing talent and and one of the best players in the league in Donkic and Luca but it's just if I had to do it for football it would have been it would have been Pittsburgh yep. but their wins have been over like really mm-hmm. poor teams they've won versus San Antonio, Brooklyn, Memphis, Chicago, Charlotte, Orlando. Yeah. I'm not impressed. They play Toronto and mm-hmm. the Clippers coming up and then New Orleans so the dude they could easily be they could win all four of those games no no problem and come out of the first 11 games 10 and 1. And then they play Washington. Dude, yeah. they, they could be 12 and, and 1. Milwaukee hasn't 15, been 100%. great out the gate here as they're learning their way. I don't think it's going to last. I just don't I don't believe in the Kyrie Luka combo, but Lively looks looks lively <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> he looks like a good, great rookie. Kyrie always freaks out. He'll freak out. And there's a big there's a big conflict going on right now that I'm sure he has yeah. some thoughts on that he is it maybe might I'm be biting sure his tongue. I'm sure that it's only a matter of time. I will say this. Luka doesn't look as doughboy to start the season as he normally has. He looks so. Uh, Cuban was talking him up on on some preseason thing about how he didn't put on the weight. He was actually in the gym and not playing as much Fortnite in the off season. And I didn't believe it just because Luca always comes in. He looks like he's thirty pounds overweight. 
until the season gets going. He doesn't look like that as much this year. Yeah, he he looks like about 15, yeah. 20 pounds yep. slimmer. I think he put on a few pounds of muscle, lost, lost, yeah. lost a bunch of lost a bunch of weight. All right, next one. There's everywhere. The bunk beds were a terrible idea. Why would you let us do this? This is how we do it. Oh, oh God! Run on! Run it's bad. It's so bad. There's blood everywhere. The bunk beds were a terrible idea. Why did you let us do that? It's so bad. I have Bryce Young of the Panthers yeah. on this one. They, after looking at what C.J. Stroud is doing, you have to be horrified with your decision to go with Bryce Young. Candidly, I didn't follow enough college football. I don't really call follow college football. And the only thing I'll say about the quarterbacks coming in is that Bryce Young mm-hmm. just stood out to me as being extremely tiny. Extremely he, tiny. He's 5'10 yep. or something. Like, that's... I don't know how you can put everything into of your franchise on the shoulders of a guy who's no. that small. I just don't I just don't know. Like I know he can he was awesome at Alabama. They have they play against awesome talent. They have awesome talent, but man, that's such a risk. And they have to be kicking themselves looking at CJ Stroud right. or Anthony Richardson or now even Will Levis of like guys who have more to have NFL type bodies who are showing real I, comp. I always used to get upset when you hear, oh this guy's the prototypical quarterback. He's six foot four he's got the hand size like his thumb to pinky ratio and part of me was like shut up you're doing this stuff and i've seen this stuff with jamarcus russell and i've seen it bomb on you guys right but part of it does make sense and you look at specifically the quarterbacks went after him they all richardson looked great if that kid learned how to slide and not just get rocked he's he was doing fine for the colts exactly what they want him to do and cj it looks like the truth it is hard for Bryce is just it's such a bad pick. It's looking like it. it. It's like picking a USC quarterback. You got to be careful. These kids play behind the best offensive lines in college football with four college-ready wide receiver, NFL-ready wide receivers. What are you really getting out of these guys? But yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. Mine, I went with a little bit different. It was Zach Wilson. If, if the Jets' entire coaching staff doesn't get fired for continuously throwing this guy out here or making literally no moves to bring anyone in. Even this week when quarterbacks are going down, I'm, I'm seeing quarterbacks get signed. Colt McCoy got signed. He might be starting. I'm like, why aren't the Jets doing anything? Anything is better than this kid. Anything. They said, I saw say something like they're taking a global point of view. I'm like, <laughs> sure. I don't even know what that means. I have no idea what that means. Listen, the one thing I'm hoping is that he gets fired and the Niners somehow sign him, but I'm hoping that's not the case because the Niners won the Super Bowl. But like, he is he deserves I to get fired. This is a horrible decision. And a, a moment like the Invincible movie where there is just a random cattle call in the state of New York. Do you like playing football? Are you someone who thinks they can be quarterback? Come out here and try out because I swear to God, there is someone better than this guy right now that can come in. I, you've got all the talent in the world. That defense is keeping that team alive. In, in every way, every game, they're still in it. And this, I can't watch the Jets play. Like, as a Dolphins fan, I never like to watch a Jets play. But if Rodgers was healthy, that team would be very nasty this season. And just Zach Wilson is killing this team. The the other thing really quickly about the Panthers pick that I just thought of too is they don't have their first round oh. pick this year. So they couldn't even... If they wanted to, if they couldn't even, if like, they were like, no, what, this is the wrong, they couldn't even make up for it and get 
Caleb Williams or Drake May out of UNC and make up for it, how the Cardinals did with Kyler, and I think they got Rosen mm-hmm. the year before. Like, they can't even be like, screw it, like, we made a mistake, move on. They don't even have that option. Like, they are in, in dire Yeah, I, I think their only bet here would be looking for a team that made a similar mistake and seeing and the dip is not necessarily going to have a low pick, but they could just get a, maybe a first rounder back. But I don't even think you could get a first for Bryce. But Atlanta Falcons yeah. might be a team. Now, you never train in division, but the Ritter experiment is done. That kid. And it, they. Shit, man. If, if I knew how bad Bryce Young was, I would yeah, trade him in division. Just, I'm done. Give him to the Jets. <laughs> give him to somebody. Counter, give him to the Jets. Terrorism. The Jets will take him right now. Right now. Dude, they would. <laughs> right 100%. now. And start him. Um, <laughs> last award, award is You Were Dead. I Saw You Die. He's like, no, I was faking. I used my ninja focus to slow my heart rate down. Brennan, I know you're faking. Get up. Get up. Brennan? It's just like Cold Case Files. It's just like Cold Case Files. It's just like Cold Case Files. People die every day. Give a proper burial. I'm Mark Brennan! You're alive! Oh my god! I'm alive! You were dead! I saw you die! I was faking. I used Ninja Focus to slow my heart rate down. What are you doing? I'm burying you. I'm alive, man. I'm alive. You're waking the neighbor. For me, this is the team that completely killed all of my fantasy football dreams, the Cincinnati Bengals this year, who we all witnessed them look like they were not going to win seven or eight games this year. And I think the last two weeks, they beat the living crap out of the Niners. And then that Bills game wasn't even close. And those, I'd argue that that they both are going through some struggles, are still two very solid teams that no one really wants to play. And the Bengals are looking very good right now. It has me a little worried about our our bet for the Super Bowl this year. Every year, a few of us go in on a Niners-Dolphins Super Bowl matchup. And I would say two weeks ago, we were riding really high. And it's been a little bit of come back down to earth here these last two weeks for us, but... For, for me, I have the Raiders, and it's not necessarily that I think the Raiders are going to be making a comeback here into the playoff picture, even though the AFC is kind of still wide open very much. It's, you know, they fired McDaniels, who I firmly believe is not right. going to get another job in NFL, in the NFL, not as a head coach, at least. He'll, maybe he'll go to Belichick, gets traded to another team, and, and he sure. becomes the OC there. That's the only way. Like, he's going to, like, all the stories that are coming out of this is crazy. Like, one, the way that he asked McDaniels asked Pierce who's now the interim head coach he asked him to fire up right. the team before before their last game and what he did is he referred to the 07 Giants and like how they overcame and they ended up being the Patriots and he had this like very like emotional speech and afterwards supposedly McDaniels was like don't ever talk about like the pa- don't ever talk about the Patriots <laughs> again just creating create the divide and then the other thing that 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 came up that I heard and I have no idea if this is true supposedly so he got fired on Halloween McDaniels supposedly he dressed up as Mark Davis on Halloween and this is a clip I saw if this is fake I don't care it's still a really funny story uh-huh. even if it's a partial of it's true he dressed up as Mark Davis as Halloween Mark Davis I guess they got like Chinese food or something together Davis or whatever. Or Mark guy. Davis gave him BF Chang's guy. So he gave him a fortune cookie and inside the fortune cookie, it said <laughs> he was fired. 
and he's dressed like him. Oh my god! Yes, my as god. he's dressed, that like. would be the best. Wow. Antonio Pierce was an incredible player, and I think he has like real leadership qualities. I think this is a little different than the Colts last year bringing in Jeff Saturday yeah. out of the ESPN booth to to run it. But there is always that the coach is gone. We have a little bit of momentum. But if you saw clips from the Raiders, the Raiders locker room after they won this past week versus the Giants, mm-hmm. albeit the Giants, like they're all smoking like cigars, they're all having a good like the I, vibe is different. The vibe is very different. I expect Crosby, them to be competitive. He, he brought that up where it was like, no, we're all a hundred in on Pierce. He's a players coach, right? Yeah, he's got a little bit of that. Dan Campbell kind of vibe to him where he's a guy who did it and but we'll see if it's a, a long-term thing but if the Raiders go like if they're yeah. 500 the rest of the way or one under 500 or one over I think Pierce is going to mm-hmm. get the job because Mark Davis and the Raiders owe 85 million dollars <laughs> of their last two coaches that they fired but you think about it, I, I get that it's a lot of money like it's, an, it's, it's a ton of money but how much money do the Raiders make on jersey sales a year it doesn't matter their yeah. stadium is super sick. We have to go to a game in yeah. Vegas. It the looks hard so part sick. is that when you when the people, we have to start changing our mentality on Vegas. We, it's not arrive Friday and leave Sunday, especially during football season. It's arrive Saturday and you leave Monday. So you get all day football. You can go to the game if you want to. The problem with going to games always is even in a sick stadium, the it's still a better experience being in a sports book. And, and having easier use of the bathrooms, easier food and delivery to you than it is going to football games because there's just so many people to venues, right? But another story. It would, like, it, it, like they're going to get a yeah. basketball team soon. Like, Vegas is, is very A's much a sports there, town now. So, the Sphere looks yep. incredible. Yeah, the A's will be there. It's going to be... It, the it's Sphere is going to be sure. wild All right, for, everyone. for sporting if they ever did that. The Sphere... They, they might, dude. Who knows? Then they might change... That might change the way that people watch sports. All right, we're gonna we're gonna keep it there. We're at time. I'm going to Jacksonville this week. I'm gonna be watching the Niners in Jacksonville with Forrest and his partner oh. Joe. It's gonna be a blast. Miami plays FSU. Supposedly, it's the best time to be in in Jacksonville. So I'll probably have some stories for you. Next I week. will be uh, staying at home this weekend, watching my children uh, and not enjoying anything my teacher just said. Send me some pictures. Let me live vicariously through you. GFYF, buddy. GFYF. <laughs>